<laughs> what is that? The window wash. <laughs> like those 70s dances. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Power Life TV broadcast. Pastor Brian. And Pastor Tasha. Here to give you another great broadcast. It is Tuesday. Tuesday. Terrific Tuesday. Um, I was going to say um, tolerable Tuesday, but no, that's not a good thing to say. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Tol- that has a certain non-ring. Uh, no, that's not, a, that's not a good thing to say. <laughs> good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We, we will, will rejoice, rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. I think I just saw one of our members playing baseball. It's about that time, I think. I think it's time. I and we have a baseball field. We have a baseball property. field. We need to get that thing ready. Yeah. We need to get those bases in place. Yep. Yep. Come on. Let's do we it. We need to get that space loaded and ready. Yep. Yep. We're working on it. Yep. Yeah. We got yep. some got some stuff working. Got some plans working. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are... We are um, Talking about some good things dealing with relationships. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, I think it's really it's helping me uh, to better communicate. It's helping me to better, um, uh, I guess, walk in the love of God that that's void of human effort. Now, I want to explain what I mean by that. When you when you start walking in the love of God, mm-hmm. it's that unconditional love. It's that love that 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 sacrifices. Mm. We, we've been talking about this. It's the love that will devote time. It's the love that will change his attitude, like we talked about yesterday. Uh, and so, it, it's really helping me to, to to evaluate my life. It's, it's helping me to, to to check myself, you know, because I really believe that the greatest success that you will ever experience in, in life starts with self-evaluation that's true you know that's true. and and i i really i really think it's time for us to um get out of self uh, uh pr- preservation right now i know we're living in the last of the last days you know <laughs> i was so i was just talking to my daughters this morning about count the council culture oh yeah yeah you know? that you could do something so egregious that or maybe not even so egregious, but just something that maybe the thought of today doesn't go along. Maybe yeah. people who don't share the same morality as you do, uh, yeah. sometimes they'll attempt to cancel you. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's kind of like, wow, you know, if you don't agree, you'll just, you know, uh, blackball a person in mm-hmm. a way where they have no more audience, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, you know, to a certain degree, I guess some voices do need to be silenced. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, you know, you'll silence a person for a small disagreement that's not so morally, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing that I was thinking about is that, you know, they were talking about Lizzo. The, the, oh, yeah, the, yeah. The pop singer Lizzo. And, uh, yeah, we, we don't listen to this music, but it's just it just caught my attention of how um she was willing to change her lyrics not so that she could fit in or not so that people could just like her but it, she said if i'm hurting you in any kind of way 
if I'm hurting you, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I realized that it was a very sensitive subject. It was a very sensitive word that a lot of people took offense to and she was willing to change and i think if we all get like that right if we think more of our brother or sister yeah if we yeah if i'm saying something to hurt you i want to not say that yeah and and i want you to i want you to be quick to apologize you know uh you know i'm learning i got to be quick to apologize quick to quick to repent Mm -hmm. you know and i think these are the these are the definitions of love. Right. And these are the attributes of love. I think at the same time, there are some things that you are required to say, even if it does offend. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That we cannot ignore. There mm-hmm. are some things that God requires us to say, even if it is offensive to the other person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have to be able to discern between the two, I think. Yeah, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Uh, so let's jump back into our. Our scriptures. It is uh, Genesis two twenty four. Now, if you take a notes or if you have your Bible, underline this and just really just meditate on it. Uh, you should meditate on a scripture daily or scriptures. But it says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one, one flesh. flesh. And it says they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Matthew nineteen five through six is the uh, confirming word from Jesus. It says, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, shall cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So there's that word again, <laughs> one flesh. One flesh. So that they are no more two, but one flesh. What therefore God had joined together, let no man put asunder. Now, I don't believe that Jesus said things twice just to be just to be talking. Right. I really believe he was transferring power here. Right. Anytime you see a word communicated from God, then he's not just talking. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes when we talk to our kids, they have, um, I don't know if y'all ever saw the cartoon robots, but they got a little baby robot. Mm -hmm. And when the baby cried too long or too loud, they would just turn the volume down. Mm -hmm. Well, I think sometimes they wish that they could just turn the volume down on mom and dad sometimes because it's just words. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But when God says something, it's not just words. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Every time he says something, he's giving you the power to walk in a greater, uh, truth mm-hmm. he's giving you the ability now to walk in the word that he just spoke to you right so so he's saying here uh become one flesh be one one flesh be one flesh you know so let's talk about j- that just for a minute mm-hmm. then we'll jump back into the attitude of um the attribute of love which is uh dealing with attitude when you think of one flesh what what's in your heart about that What's in my heart about oneness? Yeah. Well, you know, I think when you look at the, the laws concerning um, godly marriage, it does exemplify what oneness looks like. Mm. You see, first of all, the law of priority, is, and it starts with for this cause, for what cause? The cause of marriage shall... shall uh, a man leave his father and mother. Well, that is saying that love begins with priorities. Yeah. In other words, so you good. have to ha- have made a decision on what is first place. Mm-hmm. And you cannot put first things last and expect to exemplify love in mm-hmm. your relationships. It don't work that way. You make your own things more important than what you say you love. Love is carried out in real terms and not just lip service, yeah. not yeah. Uh, good intentions based on 
you know, bad information or, or bad, uh, a bad witness, mm-hmm. so to speak. Then there's the law of pursuit. And it means this, uh, that the, another part of that verse is and cleave to his wife. So it's first you first for this cause, a man shall leave his father and mother. And then the law of pursuit is and cleave unto his wife, which means that I will work with great energy and great. zeal yeah, come on. to make, to cling unto you. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be lazy in my relationship with mm-hmm. you. The mm-hmm. law of possession, it really exemplifies oneness in flesh. Uh, that is the third mm. part of that verse that says, and they shall become yeah. one flesh. And it means this, that the real key to intimacy and trust in marriage is the the power of one marriage is just a complete union in which Mm. all previously owned and managed things are now jointly owned in marriage yeah it is a total giving up of yourself Mm -hmm. and it's a total reception Mm -hmm. and receiving of another person and then it comes to the law of purity which is the major hindrance to oneness it it means openness openness Mm. And it is the fourth part of the verse that says, and and the man and his wife were both naked and not ashamed. It means this, you will never be one in your marriage if you keep secrets. Wow. Say that again. You will never be one. So good. In your marriage, if you keep secrets Mm -hmm. and you will never be one in your marriage if you uh, withhold information from your spouse, if you withhold love from your spouse, Mm -hmm. if you are not completely and totally pure Mm -hmm. and, you know, God's picture of a perfect marriage relationship is one in which they were completely exposed Mm -hmm. Not only before each other, but before God. Yeah, and that's so funny. I don't want to. I want you to keep your flow, but it's funny how we're we're looking to hide. Mm-hmm. You know, today's uh, um, human being hides behind things. You know, yes. it's very easy to hide behind, it, and I think it's a result of sin. Right. You know, we all come up short of the glory of God, so uh, a lot of us uh, hide in one area or the other. Right. You know, there's there's. Um, there's no full exposure until you can trust somebody. Right. And then the second part of that is that some people are open, but they are openly selfish. Mm. They are openly selfish. I'm going to say that again. Some people are open, but they are openly selfish. Okay, explain that. Uh, that means that everything in their world is all about them. Mm. I'm going to be angry because I'm mad. Mm. I'm going to be angry because I'm hurt. I'm going to be, I'm going to hold the money because you, you don't know how to spend it or what to spend it on. Mm. And you try to control, you know, it's things like that. Yeah. When the wow. hardest couple to counsel is when you have two very selfish people mm-hmm. who their whole world is revolving around them. And if it doesn't, they're very upset about Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. Uh, So then the other part of purity and openness and the other hindrance to oneness is the inability to share yourself totally and completely in an atmosphere of intimacy and openness Mm -hmm. where you think of the other person first. first. Right, right. Uh, if we were more empathetic toward each other, uh, then there would be less um, bickering. Mm-hmm. There would be less argument. There would be less uh, conflict mm-hmm. in marriage. So what about the one that feels like they they don't have any problems? 
You know, I don't need to change. I would say this. The measure of whether or not I'm a good wife is based on what you say about me, mm. not what I say That's about good. me. That's good. Yeah, I've heard that before, When <laughs> even when it comes to salvation. You know, I don't have the right to define whether or not I'm saved. Does my neighbor know that I'm saved? Yeah, you know, my... can, can my you know family tell that I'm saved? Right. You know, can exactly. my can my uh, coworkers tell that I'm saved? Exactly. You know, because salvation basically is a true nature change. Right. It's not holding on to your same old ways and saying, "Well, I, you know, I, yeah, I call on the name of the Lord, but I don't want to change." Right. You know? uh, I believe that it, unless you change, and this is a this is a thing that I heard. Uh, change is the only constant thing that's in the, in the earth. Yep. And, and and think about that statement. Change is the only constant in the earth. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to constantly be changing. Mm-hmm. And so, so either you're going to change for the better or you're going to be forced to change. Ooh, that is the truth. And so, you know, oneness... And I, and I love all of this, the law of priority, the law of pursuit, the law of possession, the law of purity. All of these things redefine what real marriage is. Right. And, you know, all of these things are based on trust and it's based on truth. Mm. If you, I mean, trust and truth are the bedrock of any good relationship. So if you don't have trust, then you don't have love. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have Christ, then you don't yeah. have truth. Let's go. Let's go with that. Yeah. I want to run with that. <laughs> <laughs> because Jesus said in his word, I am not only the way he said, I am the way mm-hmm. I am the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we are often as humans running on bad information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we were, uh, <laughs> man, you just took me down a rabbit trail. Uh, there is a there was a situation yesterday that we were dealing with, uh, talking to one of our daughters, and 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 come come to find out that a lot of people have their own version of truth. That oh my gosh, you know. And and uh, we were talking about how to raise children, you know. And um, this particular person said they tried all they they could do, and they still can't, you know, get their child to do what they to need behave to do. the yeah, way to, to behave. And and the and the question was, well, how often? Do you do things that's uncommon to how you were raised? Right. How often, and these were not the exact words, but I'm I'm putting it in my own words. Right. How often are you breaking the model of how you used to see it done and doing it doing things God's way? Right. You know, one of the things that we talked about was, well, a lot of times if you can't get a child to mind you, it may be because they're looking for attention. Right. And they're trying to get the attention the wrong way. Right. So the question was asked, well, what do I do? I punish my child and they don't listen. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, uh, the answer to the question was, well, you know, when I was a kid and, you know, this is a, a daughter who is still very young, mm-hmm. still a teenager. And she said, well, you know, when I was young and my parents couldn't get through to me any other way, they would pull me aside and talk to me because they Mm -hmm. realized that there was something at the root of my bad behavior. Yeah. And those things are truths. Jesus said, I am the way and the the truth and the life. So if you can get to the root of the issue, if you can get to the truth of the issue, that's when healing begins. Right. That's when 
that's when restoration starts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, Christ is the only answer. If, mm -hmm. if you want to know what the answer is to the to the to the gun issue in the earth, Christ. Right. If you want to know what the issue is to the inflation, Christ. You right. know? But we have to just we can't just leave it there and say, oh, just get Jesus. No, you have to not only get him, but adopt his ways. Right. And, you know, in this time of devotion, in this time of meditating on the things of God and having a change of heart and having a change of perspective, it's good to recognize that God has a way, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, Yeah. because we're often looking for the way we're yeah. looking for methods to have have a happier life and you know we have so to we have to be willing to change you know mm -hmm. in ways that make us more like christ mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so you know we've been talking about love mm -hmm. and what is love measured by how can you measure whether or not you really love the one who you claim you love mm -hmm. and uh some of the things that we looked at was sacrifice what mm -hmm. are you willing to give up to meet your spouse's needs yeah. time what are what are you uh your how you spend your time is consistent with what you say your priorities are now if you say if you say that you're committed to paying the rent, but you take the rent money and go on vacation, the landowner will not believe you. Yeah, come on. Come on. Say that. <laughs> In other words, actions speak louder than words. So you can't say, well, I just have this action because of my circumstance. Know your attitude in the first place is what determine what action you would take. Right. So it determined your sacrifice. It determined how you spent your time. It determined the third thing, which is how hard I will work to meet my spouse's needs, it, which is the energy you bring into a marriage that determines what your priorities are. And then the last thing is attitude. And it just means that your pursuits are consistent with your priorities, mm -hmm. your pursuits yeah, will exemplify what's truly important to mm -hmm. you. And that's why so many, a lot of wives will get upset mm -hmm. with their husbands or husbands will get upset with their wives and they'll say, well, you're more committed to Facebook than talking to me. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes I've heard, I've heard that you think your job is the most important thing, mm -hmm. you know, or, or you think, you think that playing golf is the most important thing in life. Mm -hmm. You know, you think that sitting in front of the TV is the most important thing in life. Everything we do is toward your meth habit. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. everything we do is so that you can have all the drugs you want, mm -hmm. you know, and so then we have to look at uh, at what your true attitude is. And some people say, well, how can I see, how do I know what my real attitude is? Well, examine this. Mm -hmm. What do you brag about? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what do you talk about the most? What do you talk about the what most? What do you think about the most? That's right. When you're in front of your friends, what is the subject matter? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's good. We tend to tell others what is truly important to us. Mm -hmm. So what do you brag about? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you tell your friends when you get in front of your friends? What are you, what is the conversation about? Mm -hmm. And so Psalms 44 and eight really says it. It says in this, in God, we boast, we boast yeah. all day long and praise what your name we think name tom john mm -hmm. whatever but name means reputation so mm -hmm. it's praising the works of god and the character of god in your name we praise mm -hmm. forever you know um 
this is not a side note, but you know, you and I have a way of not revealing our problems in public. Right. <laughs> and, and and one of the things that we, I believe it was a boundary we set for, for, yeah. for our lives is that we, know, we used to. Yeah. Well, you know, the point that I'm making is that when we would go out, I'm talking about like going out to work or something like that, mm-hmm. but we didn't take our arguments to work. Oh, tell everybody yeah. what we're arguing we didn't, about. We didn't do that. Bash and, each other. Yeah. We didn't do that. Now, uh, I remember a time when I, uh, I had come to your job and a young lady had heard about me, you know. Right, through yeah. what I had said what, about you. Yeah, what, what, what you had said about me. And when she saw me, she was shocked. Uh-huh. And it wasn't, I guess it, she was shocked because of what I looked like, you know. Right, because you weren't taller. No, I wasn't taller. <laughs> And she said, you spoke that man up like he was six foot tall, you know. But in my mind, you were. Yeah. But it, yeah, that's the point. Mm-hmm. The attitude was, I don't, I'm not going to sit up here and reveal to you how bad my spouse is. Well, but you know what, though? I, you know, I can honestly say this, that um, it's not that me and you have zero problems. That's not it. It's that. There's so many things I love and like about mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's one thing to love your spouse and to say, oh, I love my wife or I love mm-hmm. my husband. But to say you like them, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you like them. Yeah, and that's the focus. That's the part I'm talking about. Attitude has a lot, lot to do with focus. What am I focusing on? You know, am, am I am I focusing on how bad things are so I can get out of this relationship mm-hmm. and let you know how bad I am? And, you know, you know, that's how emotional affairs begin, you know, because people go and run off and tell people how bad their life is. With and their they spouse. say, oh, when I get with this person, they make me feel good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, well, the, I believe the attitude should be not only like you just said, not only do I love you, but I like you. Mm-hmm. And 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 one of the things that I'm gonna do is I'm gonna brag about you. You know, right. I'm a I'm a boast about you. And you know, just like we do God, we should do that for our spouse. Mm-hmm. Don't ever take your problems into the public. You know, mm-hmm. Facebook, social media is not a good platform for you to air out all of your dirty laundry, especially concerning your spouse. Mm-hmm. It is not the place to do it. And so. You know, I know what we do. We're doing it so that we can get people on our side, but that's the wrong attitude. Not if you say you love this person. Right. Not yeah. if you say you love this person. Now, one of the things about I want to move into is the attitude of respect. Let's talk about that just for a minute. Right. Um, what is disrespect? Oh, it's a, well, you know, I, I have in my notes here that disrespect is a sign of spiritual immaturity. Yeah. It's a it's an inability to see the uh, high spiritual quality that God placed in each person. Mm-hmm. And if you cannot see the high spiritual quality that a person has that came from God, you will disrespect them. Yeah. So w- we look at the story here of, of John 4 and 27, the woman at the well. Mm. This woman probably deserve disrespect. Mm, right, right. By society's terms. By society's standards. Yeah. Uh, but Jesus respected her. Talk to me just a little bit about that. Why did Jesus treat her differently? Um, I think he saw her potential. Yeah, that's good. He saw her potential. That's good. He, you know... A lot of times people say things like, 
oh, you know, they treat me this way because they don't really know me. Yeah. They don't really, what they're saying is if they understood me, if they really knew who I was, they wouldn't treat me this way. They wouldn't way. disrespect me. They wouldn't disrespect me. Uh-huh. If they just took time to know me, they would like me. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's that kind of that kind of mindset. Mm. And so the woman at the well, she had bitterness. She had all these feelings just pushed down to a point where she had withdrawn herself mm-hmm. from the presence of the other women because she knew that she wasn't loved or accepted. Mm-hmm. And so she wow. had just resigned to the fact that, you know, nobody would ever know her, like her, think she's important, so on and so forth. And she had a low self-worth mm-hmm. because, you know, other people had the same kind of attitude and, and because of some of the things she had done, but they didn't know the whole story. Yeah, And so, but Jesus, wow. he understood that there was more to her than the label that had been placed on her. Mm-hmm. So what Jesus did is he, uh, he really confronted the sexist attitude toward her. And, you know, it was amazing how yeah. Jesus pressed on the potential that was inside of her mm-hmm. and really sort of ignited her point of offense mm-hmm. because her point of offense was that, you know, y'all just hate us without a cause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what she told Jesus. Y'all just hate us. And we were the original worshipers of God. Mm-hmm. Y'all just hate us. Cause y'all think that we are less than you. Y'all yeah. just put us down, yeah. you know, and it was a certain sect of, mm-hmm. um, Mm. It was the Samaritans. She was a Samaritan and she was also a female, which both groups, both classes of people were put down by the Jewish mm-hmm. uh, society. And so wow. Jesus attacked both the sexism and the racism that she felt she felt that she was a victim to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was uh, thinking about this. If you don't know the if you don't know the purpose of a person you will abuse them you'll abuse them mm, and I, and I, and I, what i what i see is seeing this in closing is that jesus focused on her potential he focused on her true essence he, right. he focused on the value because god knows what he placed on the inside of us the manufacturer knows what he put on the inside of us. Right. And so instead of focusing on the package, right. on the outer appearance, he focused on the heart. The heart. And he got mm-hmm. to the heart of the matter. And I, I believe if we stop as, as, as men and women in relationships, if we stop listening to the words and start listening for the hurt, mm-hmm. if we start going to the root of the issue and letting the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us in these relationships, Mm -hmm. then we're going to have the wrong attitude all of the time. We're going to always feel attacked. You know, and she was so hurt that Jesus barely, you know, touched touched her point of offense and she blew blew up. up. She blew up. She blew up. Yeah. Um, And, and, and you got to think about this. What is the cost of going off? Mm. You know, what is the cost of blowing up? But you notice Jesus never went off with her. Nope. He never let her offense cause Get him to be of, him. offended. Yeah. You know, and we have to be mindful that in a in a relationship that sometimes a person's words may feel like a personal attack, yeah. but they're not. They're speaking their hurt. They're speaking their own um 
disrespect. Experience, yeah, they're disrespect. speaking, and they're speaking their disrespect for themselves. And sometimes we have to see through the words to recognize that all of this is coming from a sense of poor self worth. Mm-hmm. And then, so how can you minister to someone by making them feel less worthy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's not going to minister to them. Mm-hmm. That's not going to cause them to be whole. Yeah. You have to be able to see past that mm-hmm. and do what Jesus did in this situation and love them to life. That's it. That's it. That's it. That got, means you have to have a humble attitude. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but I feel like if you're full of the prop, if you have a proper love of self, if you know that you've been loved by the father, there was yeah. nothing that you could do to receive this love. God loved you before you were even born on this earth. And right. you learn how to receive that love. You receive his forgiveness. You receive what he's done for you. Then it's easy to yeah. look past the hurt mm. that other people are trying to spew at you. This is so good. Hey Amen. We got to stop. Our time is up. Listen, come back and watch us tomorrow. We're going to continue in this in this talk i think we should actually go to john for and read that i think it's good to do okay. it um uh listen uh watch the video again share the video we're on youtube we're on twitter we're on facebook we're on this thing called twitch i don't know if y'all even what do, is twitch it's some kind of thing but we're on it and um <laughs> listen if you if you um if you like what you see subscribe to our facebook i mean our power live tv youtube channel and make sure that you hit the notification button amen let us bless you the lord bless you and keep you the The lord Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace we declare shalom and blessings over your life and we declare that jesus is lord and he's upholding all things by the word of his power be blessed we love you and we'll see you next time amen amen